What's going on, everybody? We are coming to you live on YouTube. Is it up? It is up. I see it. I don't see it. It is up. There it is. There we go. That's crazy. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Everybody's texting me. Where is it at? Where is it at? Here we are. (laughs) Hello, Ben. I'm going to mute it. I'm going to mute it. Well, hey, everybody, thanks for tuning in to the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast. We're your hosts, Brian Edwards, Nathan Cravat. I'm J.C. Groves, and uh, this is a little bit different episode tonight as we are actually recording live on a Monday, and uh, we're going live to YouTube. Nate, you've been in Gatlinburg this whole week, and uh, with meetings and stuff, we were like, you know what? It'll be easier just to go live on Monday and get this episode recorded. So if you're listening to this on Wednesday or any time in the future, we're recording live on YouTube, so it may be a little bit different, a little bit more distracted. I'm going to try not to read the comments this time. Guys, how you been? It's been a while (laughs) since I've seen you. Like a whole week. It's been so long, Nathan has an entirely different look. Yeah, Nate, I was meaning to tell you about that. It's no, it's November. It's no-shave November, not molestache May. Oh, he said it. Come on. So, Nathan, I do have a question. Are they bringing back yes. Magnum P.I. and they needed a star? No. I think that's what was happening, yes. I just wondered, like, if Hollywood got in touch with you or something. I figured it had to be something big. To make you sacrifice the beard. (laughs) Well, actually, here's how it all happened. Uh, We had an 80s skate night with our youth group that encompassed the whole whole church. We invited everybody to come out. And so uh, Pastor Chad actually dressed up like, I believe he was some sort of pimp daddy. And man, he had the whole, dude, he he had the whole outfit on. And I, I forget what. What band he said? Run D. He was Run DMC. Run DMC. So, uh, and I decided I was just going to go all out and uh, go all in. And so I shaved the beard off and left the mustache. And the crazy thing is, I like it. And uh, I can barely keep my wife off of me now. So she loves it. So here we go. That's not no. true. I just totally made that up. But I like saying it. So, <laughs> hey, I just want to give a shout out. The OG IFB sermon clips is in the chat on YouTube nice. right now. He came out of retirement for the chat. Nice. This is incredible. So, so Nathan, I, I'm still hung up on the beard thing. So, so you were willing to sacrifice the beard for an '80s skate night? Man, I love the '80s. I'm still in love with the '80s, and I'm still singing those songs in my head. I mean, it, I was mm. actually roller skating around the rink. No shame, fellas. So are you going to buy a pair of parachute pants? <laughs> you know, if I had thought ahead, uh, I was so busy planning the event, I didn't have time to shop for my clothes. So I just had to put something together. But That's funny. The, what more do you need than a mustache yeah. to say 1980? And, you know, I mean, plus parachute on. pants. Right. If you have chubby legs, you remember you could be heard coming down the hallway <laughs> at school from, like, at least 50 feet away. <laughs> like with parachute pants, you couldn't sneak oh, up yeah. on anybody. I love those. It's funny how 80s and 90s fashion is coming back into style now. I mean, like being a college pastor, I see stuff like if I would have known champion brand clothing was going to come back, I would not have Whoa. thrown away oh, all yeah. of my stuff that I got for 25 cents at the Blue Light Special at the back of Kmart. I used, I, I'm not kidding. My grandma... <laughs> 
it was either my grandma or my mom one summer made me buy some champion brand shirt and shoes and pants and i hated it i was like i am not wearing kmart clothes if i would have only known that a few years later it would be worth a lot of money i could make bank on that so jc you just caused me some trauma because Years ago, you know, my dad was an evangelist, and we had no money, and I wanted a nice pair of tennis shoes. And so they actually took me to Kmart during the blue light special. And you remember the Kmart brand tennis shoes that were called Tracks? So my dad oh, yeah. bought me a pair of Tracks, and uh, when I got around all my older cousins, they started calling them trash. And they said, oh, man, Brian's got a, you know, a pair of Trash and uh, started making fun of my tennis shoes. And so even now to this day, like if I see oh, blue lights, man. I start having flashbacks and phobias and need to go see a therapist and all kinds of stuff, man. Well, I I, I feel your pain there because when I was probably 11, <clears throat> maybe 12, uh, we were we were poor. And uh, I, actually, I may have been younger than that. I don't remember. It was when we first moved to Chattanooga. So I was probably 10, 11. Uh, we moved our trailer from Indianapolis, Indiana, Greenwood, Indiana to Chattanooga, Tennessee. Like we moved the trailer that far. Wow. I'll never forget. No way. This, yeah. There was this kid named Josh and his sister was named Erica. And we're out there playing one day and their dad had one of these remote control helicopters. This is before drones. This is before. And I was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. And all I remember doing is watching that helicopter and Josh goes, um, why do you wear girls clothes? And I said, what, what are you talking about? He's like, your pants say chick on the pocket. And I was like, Oh, oh. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, chick, like chick jeans. I was like, <gasps> I ran into the house. I was like, mother, you've got me in girls clothing. What are you doing? She's like, well, you're husky and we couldn't afford anything else. And so I uh, immediately got those off. I love my mama, but she dressed yeah. me in chick jeans. So well, there I know. was, there was, I- Whatever. Somebody's going to take that and be like, J.C.'s a crossdresser. Yeah. So I, I, can I know all now. about poor. When I was it's 13 right. years old, my daddy bought me a hat so I could look out the window and the neighbors would think we had clothes on. I mean, we <laughs> we were poor, buddy. Listen, we used to go to oh, KFC man. and lick other people's fingers. That's how poor we were. So <laughs> we used to eat Fruit O's. I didn't know there was such a thing as Fruit Loops, Mountain Lightning. Dr. Thunder, what are we talking about? You know what we didn't have back then? Sponsors. We didn't have sponsors like Free Life Soap. You can check them out today by going to recoveringfundamentalist.org. Click on the Free Life Soap tab. Use your promo code RFP. Get 20% off of your order. Guys, did you get the solid cologne that came in this week? Yes. Look at this. I got it. California Coast and Cherry Pipe Tobacco are now in solid cologne. Smells so good. Of course, they still have campfire, smell like a fire, campfire. It's really hey, JC. Good. Yeah. You remember that time you left that solid cologne in your truck and it melted? It got mm. so hot and then your and kids knocked it over and it went everywhere. Yeah. Does your truck still smell good? My truck still smells with that solid cologne <laughs> and there's still wax in my cup holder. I stuck my hand in there two nights ago to get some change and it's just wax under my fingernails and everything. So if you want some uh, good car freshener, Get yourself some free life soap at recoveringfundamentalist.org. And while you're there, check out lootboxcreative.org. That's lootboxcreative.org. They have all the tools to help you 
take your uh, ministry to a whole nother level. Uh, these guys have creative content with video and audio lighting. You want to see lootboxcreative.org today, and uh, they will just help churches that have a smaller budget that don't necessarily have all of the resources to be creative. That's what Lootbox Creative is there for, and uh, I would love for you to do that. Nate, he's on staff with you, right? Yeah, he is, and I got to spend some time in Gatlinburg or Pigeon Forge this weekend with Joshua Chapman, and we talked That's about him. a lot of his plans for our church and, and what we're doing. We've got some new sermon series coming up in 2022, and we were able to walk through some of those and talk about some strategies for social media. And, nice. man, the guy's on top of it, and he's ready He's ready to help other churches. By the way, he got hired by the Idea Network. He's flying nice. out to Dallas. He's doing some work for them. He's also picked up some other work from some of our listeners. So, man, good things are happening there. And I have to tell you guys that this weekend, as I found myself in Pigeon Forge, I made my mind up that as I left, I was going to swing by Fanny Farkas. You better have done it. Please tell me you did. So... As I was leaving, I told my wife, I said, there's one stop I have to make. So we're leaving Pigeon Forge, the Wares Valley area, if you're familiar mm -hmm. with that. Mm -hmm. And I searched it, found the website, typed it into my maps, and realized it's in Gatlinburg on the top of the mountain. Which yeah, it was is. the complete opposite direction <sighs> that we had to go. And although it was just a few miles away, it was like a 30-something minute drive. So it would have added an hour Man. to our trip. And I could not make it happen. But, dude, I saw the pictures, and I could almost smell the website as I was scrolling I, through it on my phone. I, I wanted to go a so bad. at you. I was like, we can smell it from here. I tweeted a picture of what it looked like. I've been dude. so busy uh, that I've been going day and night, night and day, day and night. I've been traveling all over the place. And, Nathan. Day and night. Lonely soldier try to free his mind. At night. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. So, in, so in spite of the fact that... Um, <laughs> I've been so busy. My mind's been so occupied. I actually had the thought, I hope Nathan is eating a Fanny Farkle's corn dog. And then you let us down, man. You let it. We're well, here's, I've got the question. Is it really called Fanny Farkle's? Because it on is. the website, it just says Fanny. It's Fanny Farkle's. It's Fanny Farkle's. Okay. Because well, all I saw week, was Fanny's. But. I found a place that may be. Maybe not as good as Fanny Farkles, but still pretty daggum good. My wife and I went went to uh, St. Augustine on our little trip. We got away, and we stopped at Bucky's. You can see it right there. Have you ever been to a Bucky's? Oh, no. Brian, oh, yeah. have you ever been to Bucky's? Oh, my goodness, dude. Bucky's, Bucky's is like a glorified Walmart with gas, but they have the best. And I will say this. They have one of the best brisket sandwiches I've ever put really? in my mouth. It's like. A store, a gas station. They've got. I'm going to do all my Christmas shopping at Bucky's. There's one in Jacksonville. I'm going to drive to Jacksonville, get all my Christmas shopping done, and I'm going to be good to go. I love Bucky's. <laughs> what can I say? They got these things called Beaver Nuggets or Bucky Nuggets or, or I can't remember what they are. They're, they're so it's like diabetes in a bag, but it is so good. It has no help with the Fit by Forty, but it so is. So is really it kind of like a Rural King or something like that? It's a gas station. It's a gas it, station. I'm telling you, it is a gas station of a man and a woman that With are about geniuses. 120 gas pumps. Yeah. Really? A 120 gas pumps. It's like a mall. 
for gas. Bucky's is it's the Walmart crazy. of gas stations. That's what Justin Matthews just said. Beaver Nuggets. That's it. Beaver Nuggets. They are so good. That's Thank you, Daniel Wynn. <laughs> they got them out there. My sister and brother-in-law live in Van Alstine, Texas, and they have one a mile and a half from their house. They will literally place their order, drive down there and get it, and come home. We have one. The closest one here in Statesboro is uh, in Macon. And uh, we, we literally, a couple Saturdays, woke up, and I was like, let's go to Bucky's. And we drove to Bucky's, spent some time there, ate. There's a, uh, I was watching you drove some that YouTubers that spent 24 hours. Dude, you have no idea. It's life-changing. It's like Six Flags for gas stations or something i don't know but <laughs> i was watching a youtube video last night of this couple that spent 24 hours in bucky's like they ate breakfast lunch dinner all their snacks there they have the cleanest restrooms you've ever seen in your life bucky's shout out sponsor of the recovering fundamentalist podcast there you go <laughs> well guys it has been an hey. interesting week what go ahead I, I was just going to say, JC, that's a really nice-looking hat you have on there. Oh, my goodness. How did I miss it? Our Braves <laughs> won the World Series. The Let's World go. Series the Atlanta champions, Braves baby. are your 2021 yes. World Series champions. Brian, did you stay up and watch every pitch of the World Series? You know, Series? I can honestly say I didn't watch a single pitch or a single play. I didn't even watch the replays, man. I didn't. Man, that really hurts my I mean, heart. You know, hey, but I'm happy for you. I did call and celebrate with you. You did. You did. I wanted to I wanted to be there so bad. Tickets were way too expensive and our patrons are awesome, but just <laughs> not that much to go <laughs> to, uh, to a Braves game. But listen, I as a kid, Nate, I don't know how long you've been a fan. I'm a diehard fan of the Atlanta Braves and it goes all the way back to when I was 5-6 years old, my nanny Jack uh, we would go to Virginia. She lived in Pound, Virginia. Maybe it was Wise, Virginia, one of those places. But she would call them her boys. And I'll never forget, as a little kid, she would sit on that couch with a bot with a, uh, a tub of Cool Whip, and we would eat Cool Whip and watch the Atlanta Braves play, and she would watch every pitch. And, uh, man, I, I didn't know what to do when they won the World Series. I was 16 last time they won. Brian, you were, what, 38? Um, last time they won, it was 26 <laughs> years ago. I love you. Um, but... <laughs> But, I mean, when they won, I was just speechless. I was like, this finally happened. Do you know how many years? Me and my brother go to every opening day. We watched all these sports and all these games, and they finally won it. And it was just Well, you know, awesome. you could have made it. I got my tomahawk chop right there. Well, you know, you could have made it to the World Series. You could have gotten tickets. If you were an evangelist, yeah. you could have raised the money for a motorhome and then said that you were going to the World Series to witness to people and tell them about Jesus. And you could have driven there in your mm. own motorhome, slept and stayed, and had great tickets. Did that really happen? Hands no, off. but I wouldn't be surprised. How did I miss that? Did that <laughs> no. happen? You, you sounded like that was a, a, a story that happened. No, that I'm one. saying it Man. would be legit. So, so, <laughs> oh, I got you. Yeah. So, JC, you asked me how long I've been a fan. I was I've been a fan since Dale Murphy was wow. playing. I, I remember born. going to my first game with – I was 10 or 11, so it would have been 85 or 86, and I went with uh, my my Little League baseball team. Yeah. And we played the Cincinnati Reds, and we won. That's and, awesome. And, I mean, it was just incredible experience. I've been a fan ever since. Yeah. Been in many, many games. The game you and I went to where we scored oh like 427 goodness. runs. 22 what runs that? that night. 22, 22 runs. runs. Nine they, home runs. They two hit two grand miles. slams. 
two miles worth of home runs Dude, that night. That was, that a was great an game. incredible game. We, sh- we should have known then we were going to win the World Series. It was Here, awesome. Here's what I loved about the game. So my sons are just not baseball. Like, they haven't gotten into it a lot. But the world's the playoff. I took my boy Bubba Corbin uh, to the the playoff game that we beat the Dodgers to go to the the NLDS, and uh, and uh, he he wasn't he fell in love with it. He started watching every game. He watched every pitch of the World Series with me in the house. All the kids are walking around. Of course, we're diehard Seminoles fans, so the war chant, it's just something that happens in our house, and uh, I love it. One of my favorite plays growing up when I was 11 years old was when Otis Nixon made the outfield oh, yeah. catch over the wall, and you know, you got yep. Don Sutton. I'm pretty sure it was Don Sutton. He caught the ball. He caught the ball, and he jumped up at Fulton County. I replayed that over and over again in our backyard growing up there in Chattanooga. Fast forward to just a few years ago, and uh, I got to be an accountability partner with Otis Nix, and I get to talk to him on the phone, and I'm just like, dude, this is crazy how everything's come full circle from that being my favorite Atlanta Braves play other than the Sid Bream slide to now getting to be part of Otis's life and get to talk to him. And and um, I, I text Otis the other day. I think we're going to get him on here to share his story of, of literally being a millionaire, a Braves player, losing it all, but how God has redeemed his story. And I'm excited about getting that on. We should get Sid Bream on as well, because Sid Bream's a great, great follower of Jesus. Not that there's any less. Mm. He's a follower of Jesus and has a great story. That's it. That's what I meant to say. Awesome. So, the power yeah. of well, a story. I can, the power of a story. I can story. make you lose all respect for me uh, with regard to sports in just a sentence. Again? I'm kidding. I'm a Miami <laughs> Dolphins fan. I have been since I there was 11 go. years old. If you're a Dolphins fan, you're enduring <laughs> to the end, brother. And I... I tell people, you know, I'm a Dolphin. You're a bandwagon. Colts, you know you haven't been a Colts fan forever. I named a kid Colts. You didn't even know there was such a team named the Colts until they – You're lying. whatever. We – my mom – my mom's from Baltimore, Maryland. We are Baltimore Colts fans. Bandwagon. Bandwagon. They moved from Baltimore, Maryland – a year after the Colts moved to Indianapolis, we moved to Indianapolis. We've been fans since they were in Baltimore. I named a kid Colton after the Okay, Colts, that does mean Brian. something. Don't get me started, Papa. I I'm named my kidding. daughter Marley after Bob Marley, so I can't say anything. Hey, at least I'm not a guy. All right. Man, we, we can't edit. We're live. I forgot about this. <laughs> I love you. Yes, sir. Uh, hey, it's been a fun week. We pressed pause on the RFP fam group, and uh, – that just kind of took a ride of its own, didn't it, fellas? Hey, yeah, it did. But before we do that, can we throw an intro in here? Because this oh. is actually going to be a podcast oh, wow. episode. So, well, then it would be a shame that, to skip. Yeah, the play intro. all twelve minutes. Coming of it. out of that, we're going to let you. <laughs> we'll let you know the result of pressing pause on the RFP family group coming up in one and a half hours. Because <laughs> our intro is really long. Oh, all right. y'all ready to get Let's it started? I'm ready. Let's go.
in three. You know what makes women stupid is college. Jesus was not a bartender. Hi, back. Two. You have lost your mind. Long tongue heifers have given me a lot more trouble than heifers wearing breeches. And you know that. Say amen right there. One. Let me tell you something, bozo. They'll be selling frosties in hell for this boy. Put on a pair of pink underwear. Amen. I sucked my thumb till I was 14 years of age. Hi, back. You played the old one. Yes, I did. That threw me off. Who else has missed the old intro, man? Your mustache (laughs) forced you to play the old one. (laughs) Absolutely, dude. We just went old paths right there. Yes, we did. Not going to lie, I was not expecting that. I was reading comments on YouTube, and I was like, oh, my gosh, that's the intro music. We're we're talking now. <laughs> I just realized that I have actually well, missed. That's awesome. You have lost your mind. Like, I've actually missed that. Long-tongue heifer. Giving me a lot more trouble. Hey, than- but let me give a shout-out. Let me give a shout out to Sam Jones. I see him in the, in the uh, chat here on YouTube. Sam did a great job on our other intro, but Nate took it old school, and we just wanted to walk the old time way tonight yes, for all of you yes. right here on the YouTube Live and joining us for the RFP. So this week, we took a pause, took a break, and said, hey, let's just rest for a little bit, and uh, we press pause on the RFP family group. If you're not part of that, you can check us out on Facebook by going to the RFP fam community page. Uh, it is a private page. But everybody and their brothers there, just like some of the names I'm seeing on the YouTube chat tonight that will are probably in the RFP fan page just under a, a another name because that's how you do it, right? Um, they also that's don't right. have non-accounts on Twitter. <laughs> Unbelievable. But as a result of pressing pause, something happened, guys. The rumor mill started blowing oh, no. up. Did y'all get You're calls kidding. this week? Surely not. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, it happened. Oh, my goodness. I heard everything from y'all. Who, who fell into sin? It's funny. They thought Nathan automatically. Um, it's, they the were, <laughs> like, it's the mustache. It's the mustache. It's the mustache. I'm telling you, molestache. Um, they were like, did somebody fall into sin? Is the podcast over? Um, are y'all ever coming back? Why is the group paused? I mean, just one thing after another. And I'm like, we just... Just needed a break. We've got some great admins that are on there, and honestly, it's it's, it's it can a lot get to it's like a full time job. It can job. get overwhelming, and I think sometimes the audience mm-hmm. forgets that we don't get paid by the RFP. But all three of us are pastors. Like Hope Church is in the process mm-hmm. of adding two new locations right now. I've been going day and night. My family's fussing at me about the fact that I'm gone all the time and I haven't even been around enough. And then you two guys. You've got a ton of things going on that you could talk about. It just sometimes it gets overwhelming and all consuming and you need a break. Here's what's sad. We're just youth pastors. Uh, yeah. yeah, here's what's sad. <laughs> I actually had a conversation with a guy yesterday and JC this is what he said and th- it's heartbreaking. He said there are people that if one of you guys did fall into sin, they would celebrate. I truly believe that. Oh yeah. I do too. Is that too mean, Nathan? No, no, that's good. I'm actually over here reading comments, but I need to pause the action because one of my favorite RFP family is on here. Aiden Riddle 
just asked the question, is this a wing it episode? Guys, are, are we winging it? Or is this like, should we tell them we actually have a plan with this episode? We wing it every episode. <laughs> every <laughs> Let's episode be honest. So wing it. If you've been a guest hey, but, on the RFP, you know we wing it every episode. There's just no editing on hey, this one. Hey, <laughs> Aiden. Adam Bray got on after that and said that uh, Bill is on here and he's going to preach about JC's cross-dressing. So <laughs> <laughs> Bad Preacher just said Bill wants to introduce Nathan to Gillette. <laughs> hey, by the way. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, Aiden, the C in JC's name stands for wing it. That's not true, Aiden. Do not believe. Do not believe that. Oh, goodness. Yeah, what was all that business, him talking about shaving? Do they I realize Jesus it, was perfect and I, had a beard? I don't even get it. Come I, on. I hope that he had, I hope he is bald and had a nice cul-de-sac. I don't, I don't know that he did because he was perfect. <laughs> He did. Someone's going to quote you on that, JC. Oh, I know. I know. It's all right. Hey, you never saw a pastor with hair. Now, I'm not going to use that joke again because I've used it before. <laughs> she bears. Hey, let me tell you, we got a great <laughs> message in this week. In the middle of a week where there was a lot of just junk, just a lot of garbage being said, a lot of rumors, a lot of uh, just bleh, going on. Uh, we got some encouraging notes, and I'm appreciative of all the notes that we get in. It, it's funny, though. You can get ten encouraging things and one negative thing, and it's always like the negative thing stands out and seems to get your attention. But we focused on this, and, and uh, guys, I want to read this one to you. Uh, I told her I wouldn't use her name, but she said she wants to say thank you for the podcast. My sister recommended it to me, and we both are recovering fundamentalists raised in a small town in North Carolina, pushed to a, a Baptist academy and college uh, my husband and I, we started listening together, and this podcast has really opened our eyes and our hearts. Uh, he was raised Southern Baptist and has actually been mind-blown at many of the things that I've been trying to tell him about, especially the concept of mixed bathing. We don't get it either. Um, I'm now part of a Southern Baptist church, but I still have those tendencies and a hard time with legalistic thoughts, but this podcast is really helping me. Thank you all for the time and the effort you put into the podcast. And we received literally six, seven of those this week. And I just want to thank everybody for all of the encouraging notes and phone calls and text messages and just reaching out. I, I love that folks will reach out and ask a question instead of just assuming. And uh, we'll get to your email. It's, it's always funny when you respond. Do y'all get this reply sometimes when we respond to emails that are backdated more than what Brian has text messages unopened on his cell phone and you finally get to a email and you you respond to it and they're like wow you actually respond to me i'm like yeah we're, we're finally getting around to it but do y'all ever get that yes yes i do i have a lot of people that are surprised that we actually interact and you know i i have mixed emotions about that now because uh, i love interacting with people but i yeah. did a little twitter research the other day and jc you and i were talking about this i won't give any details but uh we we did a little independent research and found out that for me i'll, I'll let you speak for yourself jc but most of the people i was interacting with on twitter was negative interaction and yep. and i don't mind you guys know i don't mind discussing things with people that disagree with me i i enjoy that and i learn from that and i definitely want to influence people for good but uh, a lot of it, I think, was more arguing. And, and so I, I've made a commitment to have more positive interactions because 
Man, for every one person that, that doesn't like the RFP, I guarantee you there's 2,000 that do. And yeah. uh, I, I really want to focus on on the positives. And I'm thankful for everybody, like you said, JC, that that is always uh, sent us an encouraging word. And I was amazed at how many people were really upset that because we hear the squeaky wheel gets the oil, right? So we yeah. hear about all the people that are upset about things on, on the Facebook uh, group page. But after we paused it, so many people reached out and said, man, I miss it. I need it. I really want that. So that was that was really encouraging to know that it's making a difference. Yeah. And y'all y'all may think I'm crazy, but I I love it. I love the block feature. I know we give Bill Reeves, hey Bill, we give him a hard time about blocking people, but I'll be honest with you, there's just some that I found this mute button and it's so nice. You just don't have to see what they're saying. They're not blocked, so they can't screenshot it and be like, He blocked me. Ah! which is not an illegal thing, by the way, but you can mute them. You don't have to hear them. I've done it to my mother-in-law. I've done it to some other people that are on Twitter that are in our group chat right now. I don't understand why people will bash something but then want to be part of something so bad. It's almost like they have to have that attention, but it's great. I can't mute them on the chat, but I can mute them on Twitter, and so that's that's always fun to do. <laughs> part, of, part of my favorite thing is you guys going back and forth, and, uh, hey, it's – I don't miss it. It's back for just the few minutes that we're on the on the live stream here. Yeah, that's it. I've not seen that name in a while. So, hey, whatever. by the way, people people are commenting about my internet. I've got this new lightning fast internet. Is it struggling tonight or something? Because I see you guys fine. I can't heard- see it, but uh, anytime we go live uh, with three people, I think it struggles to keep up. But. Uh, yeah, it's hopefully recording. it's not too bad. All right. Yeah. Hopefully all the people out there in radio land can hear us today. <laughs> hey, um, you remember when pastors used to do that? Like they used to preach to radio land on those little AM radio oh, stations. Yeah. One of the funniest ones we've ever. No, I've never heard of yes, that before. Yes, you have. <laughs> Your family was in ministry and y'all rode late at night and you heard those guys. Oh, yeah. Like the radio station literally didn't reach three miles <laughs> even into the community. But because they were behind a microphone, man, they thought they were preaching to the world. I'll never forget one night we were riding down the road and uh, we were listening to one of those guys preach. And, you know, daddy would always have the radio turned up. And he said, "Uh, I'll tell you, the Bible says over there in the book of uh, Revelation, uh, the Bible says over there in the book of Revelation, in the book of Revelation, the Bible says, uh, well, to be honest with you right now, I'm not sure what the Bible says in the book of Revelation. <laughs> and then, oh, and then man. the only other one I remember. And by the way, you can fact check me on this with my dad. This is a true story. Little country preacher was preaching on this AM radio station, and he was preaching on the destruction of the home. And he said, "We're living in a world when the homes are falling apart, and the families are falling apart, and people are selling their houses and moving into these condoms, and they just don't care about the home anymore." <laughs> no, he honestly oh, did, no. dude. Oh, honestly yeah. did. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Where do we go? I'm sorry, from there, JC. JC. <laughs> I don't know. I got, I got That's stuck. That's awesome. I got, I got stuck on the chats over there. I honestly didn't listen to a thing you just said. It I might be no better. I'm telling you what. About. The chat is happening right now, and I wish we could read all these. But if you want to see it, I think you can get on YouTube later and. And check it out. But uh, I do want to say hi to Clayton Riddle. He's on here now. 
and he's listening. So, guys, we'll try not to ramble too much. JC, we actually do have some things that we wanted to talk about today. Yeah. We do, man. I think that something that's very important that we we reiterate and we tweeted it out this week is the the fact that we started this podcast for a reason. And that was exactly what our mission statement is, is that we exist to help <clears throat> encourage those whose lives have been negatively affected by fundamentalist legalism in the church and to challenge those who promote tradition over scripture. And I think if anything, especially after our sabbatical coming back, is that we are all about the gospel. That's what we want to be all about. And um, I know that there are many people, especially in that group, uh, that have so many different walks of life. Um, there are people that are, are coming in with different chapters. And I tweeted this the other day, and I really do believe it, is that we got to be careful to not judge somebody based on what chapter of their story we're walking in on. Because I think what happens is sometimes we find ourselves further on down the road and we tend to look back and we cast judgment on somebody that's where we were at just a few years ago. And uh, it's a dangerous place to be in. And, and uh, honestly, that's, that's a big reason why I wanted to press pause on the group is just to breathe, is just to give some time to really contemplate. We've had, uh, we've had conversations, if we're honest, of completely just doing away with that group and just kind of going back to the basics. And, you know, Nate, we and you were having some conversations about some, some things that were being said this week that I think really highlight what our mission is here at the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast. Yeah, there are a lot of people that listen to the RFP, and they're even part of the community. <clears throat> mm -hmm. And some of them have been interviewed on some of the other network podcasts. And uh, there's, a, there's a big community of people that are in the deconstruction of faith that uh, appreciate some of the things we say. But the thing we've realized is it doesn't take them long to acknowledge the fact that we are still gospel-centered, Bible-believing Christians. And we don't apologize for that. And there was an article written recently, a blog post, that you know, basically said that we're all still legalists. I would argue with that, and I posted some questions to, to answer back to that. Here's the thing. I don't, I don't want to attack anybody that's there. I'm glad you're listening. If there are atheists that listen, I'm glad you're listening. If, if there are people that are deconstructing their faith, if there are super liberal Christians that are into just about anything and you don't have any standards whatsoever, that's not where we're at, but I'm glad you're listening. And I hope you're willing to hear us share our voice. But when it comes to our community, when it comes to things that, that we hold dearly and people that are lending us their ear and joining this community for healing and hope, we really do not want to give a voice to anybody that's yeah. going to speak into anything other than the gospel. <clears throat> we started this because we believe the gospel. The gospel is true. Jesus is Lord. The gospel is everything to us. Sin is still sin. We believe the Bible, every single word of it. And that's what we've been promoting since day one. And we, we want to welcome everybody else who wants to listen and engage and things like that. But if we ever feel like someone is using our platform to push people away from Jesus, we're going to put a pause on that. Now, does that mean we have an echo chamber? Absolutely not. We have uh, eight or nine podcasts in the network, 
and we all hold different viewpoints and we yeah. all hold things that that we don't agree with and i don't promote and agree with everything everybody says and they don't with me unity right. is not uniformity and we're not Say looking for uniformity yep. but here's the thing we are going to stick with from now until forever we are all about the gospel. That's it. And we're not going to back down on that. And we're not going to say we're just one voice among all the voices that lead us to God. There are not many paths that lead to the one same God. Jesus Christ is yes, the way, sir. the truth, 14, and the life. Six. No right. one comes to the Father except for him. And notice I'm not angry when I say that. And if you disagree with me, I hope, I hope you'll still engage with us. We love you, but we don't mind saying that we believe the Bible is true. You know, Nathan, I've really been wondering uh, this past week because of all the conversation about deconstructing faith. I'm actually wondering if this is going to be a possibility for people to actually have an encounter with Jesus because what I'm wondering is, are they just deconstructing their faith in the church? Are they deconstructing their faith in the youth group? Are they deconstructing their faith in their parents? Because I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of kids that grew up in church and they had the youth groups, Jesus, and they had the churches, Jesus, and they had their parents, yep. Jesus, Come on. but they never had an encounter with true biblical yeah. gospel initiated salvation so that they had possession of their own Jesus. And, and I believe there's a lot of people who would say they're deconstructing their faith, <clears throat> but here's the thing. When you have a real encounter with Jesus and Jesus is real to you, there is no abandoning that. Being a Christian is not You're something right. I yeah. do. It's who I am. I can't stop being what I am. I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. And the only reason I'm a new creation is because I am in Christ Jesus. There was a time when I was an old creation and I was driven by my lust. I was driven by my desire. I was driven by my pride. But it's when I was in Christ through the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ, being in Christ transformed and changed everything, and I became a new creation. That's what ultimately led to old things passing away and all things becoming new. And so what I'm hoping is these people who are in this deconstruction mode, that it actually puts them in a position to have a true encounter with a real Jesus. Amen. Brian, unwise ape said every time Brian's mic breaks up, it makes me want to drive across the country to fix his internet. <laughs> My internet is great. I don't know what's going on. It's just damn. No, I have lightning you, you fast. Yell at that person that's on the bicycle out there keeping your internet, your power on to speed up a little bit. <laughs> Guys, we we've created such, or we've been a part of of forming and creating this community of the RFP that is so weird at times while we were talking there's been this online altar call going on in the yeah, chat I saw room. that and i mean some people are going to accuse us of, of being sacrilegious but our people are absolutely hilarious and and they've been they've been yes. singing hymns over there maybe yeah. steve will get saved i, I just mean need if to he say hangs around just, long enough i just saw something <laughs> that that somebody said that i'm i just want to say that's fake news i'm like myself Hey, by the way, if one more person, (laughs) I want everybody to listen when I say this. Nobody in the RFP family has the right to call me Pappy because JC thought it would be funny to make that dumb joke. I'm only 51 years old, people. I am nobody's Pappy. 
drives me nuts. And I just want to go on the <laughs> Why record. Why did you do that? that? Nathan is the one that said that, not You're me. the one that has repeated it over Actually, and over and over again, JC. Pappy, Pappy was started by Matt our good buddy, Dudley. Matt Dudley. Well, Matt and, Dudley uh, He's He's... <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that elf Matt Dudley got? Hey, JC. Yes. Dude, I mean, I don't see how he. It didn't seem to me like that would be a hard elk to shoot. It didn't even have a body, it was just a head. (laughs) So, I mean, I could shoot an elk like that. Come on. Hey, why are you trying to move on from people belittling me and demeaning me and coming at me with that? You're trying to move past it like the hurt is not real and the pain is not real. I'm not. I'm not. Brian, I'm sorry. Listen to me, son. Brian, I, I'll tell I, you. Go ahead. Go I, ahead, JC. I, I grew up in Greenwood, Indiana, until I was just a, a wee tot, wee kid, <laughs> singing. Uh, we went to Thompson Road Baptist Church, Pastor, Pastor Anthony Slutes, and every Sunday after my dad would drive the bus there, we'd go down to the nursing home beside the Chi-Chi's and the Bigfoot <laughs> gas station, and I'd walk in and I'd sing, Have thine own way, Lord to a bunch of elderly folks that were sitting there in their wheelchairs and hospital beds. And I knew then that God had called me to work with elderly people. I just didn't know it was going to be on a podcast uh, every week that I get to sit down and have a conversation with one. And I'm just kidding. I love you, man. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. Brian, I want you to know it's a term of endearment when people call you happy. And as soon as you embrace it, we'll probably drop but I- it. But it- the more you fight against it, the more I'm we enjoy it. I'm not even a grandpa yet, <laughs> and people are calling me pappy. Like, adult people <laughs> yeah. walked up to me and called me pappy, and I just want to look at them and say, who the heck do you think you are? Like, I don't have a relationship with you. Embrace I'm it. not embracing I've it. Embraced, Brian, just because, you, just because you waited until you were 45 to have kids doesn't mean that you're not old enough to be a grandfather. Listen, I've embraced the bald, embraced the pappy. That's all you can do. Just... Pappy I Van will Winkle. not embrace it, JC. I'm not embracing it. Well, guys, I want to address something else uh, since we're addressing things tonight. <laughs> and uh, my good friend Will uh, Hess is over. Of, Will Hess of the Church Split is over in the chat section. So he's been. Uh, he came in riding, like a wrecking ball to the and he's group. He's still riding so the wave been, of the RFP. Uh, <laughs> he, he's been <laughs> stirring up stuff over there. So I called and had a conversation with Will this week and. Here's one of the things I love about the RFP network is that we, we are in unity and we do love one another, but we don't always agree with everything. And here's the thing. We don't, we don't mind calling each other out because um, when, when we don't understand something or there's been miscommunication or when someone just says something stupid, we, we don't mind addressing that and talking to that and I cannot tell you how many people have contacted me that were really upset about things that Will had said or part of Will's episode and Brian's episode about Eric Skorzynski, who's not a good Brian friend of Edwards. ours. And um, not Brian, Brian Edwards, Brian Bode, Bodie. So Bodie, um, yeah. we, we had some discussion <clears throat> about that, and we actually addressed Eric, and we did it differently than they did. But that's okay. Here's one thing I picked up while I didn't agree with everything and didn't even really agree with entirely their approach on that. One thing was completely obvious to me about Brian and Will, and that is that they are passionate about the gospel. 
and they really wanted to answer some of the things that Eric said about why he left the faith. And they immediately went to a place of, we want to defend the faith. We want to give answers to these questions so other people don't hear that and feel like we need to leave as well. I didn't personally feel the need to do that. I went to the place of, hey, my buddy Eric's hurting, and I want to pray for him, and I want to reach out to him and extend an olive branch to him because I love him, and I'm praying for his you know, his experience and his walk. Either he comes back to Christ or he finds Christ for the first time, whatever that is. But I respect guys who give a bold answer and stand up for their faith. But there was something that, that Will said in there that I thought was really unfortunate. And this was the thing that most of our listeners and even some of the RFP fam and, and podcast hosts reached up, reached out to us about. And it was a statement that Will made about victims. And I'm not going to quote him word for word because I didn't write it down. And I didn't want to play it again. You can listen to it or, or most of you probably heard it already. But uh, Will made a comment about victims that he was tired of some things that certain victims do. And I called Brian and I said, man, I know what you meant. I, I understand what you meant when you said that because I know Brian. I've met him. We've had conversation. I've sat down with him. And uh, he shared his heart with me. And I love that guy. And I, I just asked him, I said, man, what did you mean by that? I said, I think I know your heart. But the way you worded that was very unfortunate because there are a lot of people that are hurting. And the way you said it, I don't think communicated your heart. And, man, we had a, an adult conversation Brother to brother, we weren't mad, we weren't angry, we agreed to disagree. He thought I was a little bit soft on the Eric situation, and I thought he was a little bit aggressive. And, you know, we, we do that. But Will was talking about victim culture. And there is a culture that encourages people to stay victims rather than searching for healing. Everybody in the RFP network is interested in healing including Will Hess and Brian Bodie and the church split. They're interested in healing, and there is a culture of people that want to encourage that, and they're not interested in forgiveness. They're not interested in some of the things that the Bible addresses and the Bible talks about when it comes to victims. So he and I had a, a, a difficult conversation. Uh, we had a heart-to-heart, -heart, and, man, he was very humble, and he even said, hey, I'm willing to, you know, uh, publish something and, and talk about this after I told him we were going to be talking about this today. And I just appreciate his willingness to hear a word from a brother that cares about him and yeah. to hear some correction. And he even, he even gave me some pushback and, and we reached a really good place. But the thing is, I believe I know his heart. Also, he came after reformed theology and I was like, bro, what are you doing? You know, you, you, you're broad brushing. You're putting me in a box with, with hyper-Calvinism and things like that. So we had a great conversation about that. And we, we reached a really good point where he said, hey, I, I should have clarified a little bit better about that. And he also, by the way, gave me permission to share this publicly. So I appreciate him. If anybody knows anything about Will Hess, Will Hess he does not have thin skin. So, so he's open to this. And I told him, I said, hey, you could do a rebuttal to my rebuttal about your rebuttal, about the rebuttal, about the other rebuttal. So if he wants to do that, it's completely fine. But I just wanted to share publicly because people have been asking questions. We care about victims. Everybody yeah. cares about victims in this. We did an entire episode 
about dear dear victims. So mm-hmm. uh, I just wanted to clear the air with that, and I also want to say, hey, the RFP family is stronger than ever, and the RFP network is stronger than ever. Yeah, yeah, I think you know you have to err on the side of caution when you talk about subjects that are sensitive. Um, you know, there's a time when being brash and shock jock, you know, it may appeal to some people. But when you address uh, the victimization of people, because for the victims, that is mm-hmm. real. You remember in John chapter 8, yeah. it was the Pharisees who brought their stones with them so that they might stone the woman caught in adultery. Uh, you could easily say, she was a victim because there was no man presented, which meant likely the Pharisees were engaged in making sure the act of adultery occurred and that she was caught in the act of adultery because, well, their ultimate desire was to discredit Jesus. They already had their stones in their hands. There's no record of them searching. So they had the rocks in their hands and they were ready to carry out that work. And, You know, Jesus dealt with the woman compassionately and in the end, making that beautiful statement, neither do I condemn thee, go and sin no more. I think there are subjects that allow us to be really bold. And, you know, everyone knows that there are issues that, that I guess motivate boldness in me, that provoke boldness in me. However, I think, we have to be wise in how we use our boldness. And, you know, one of the things that I constantly struggle with is James, the brother of Jesus writing that if you can control your tongue, then you can control your whole body. And let's just be honest. All Hmm. of us struggle in the area of speech, whether it's complaining or whether it's being brash or whether it's failing to praise Jesus in a way that he is worthy of, um, failing to share the gospel, um, cursing, uh, speaking words of anger, words of condescension, all of us struggle in the area of our language. We need to yield that to Jesus. And I think we have to be really careful when we address victims, especially people who've been sexually abused, raped, um, people who've been physically abused, you know, they, they carry that heavily. And so I think we have to to walk cautiously. You know, tonight, guys, I actually left a yeah. meeting at Hope Church where we met with the parents of children with special needs. And I had to guard my words through that entire meeting because those parents are hurting. And if you make the wrong statement or say mm-hmm. the wrong thing, it can be taken as incredibly offensive even if you didn't intend for it to be. And so I was made aware of that even again tonight. So that's, I guess that's my only addition to this conversation that we just need to be careful in the way we address hurting people. Yeah, I agree with you, ma'am. And, you know, Will said it in the comments and uh, I appreciate that. He said, he's glad that we're not into cancel culture. Uh, sometimes I think Christians invented cancel culture because, uh, I mean, that's what separatism, everything. Yeah. That's what separatism all is all about boycotting and avoiding culture rather than trying to engage it. And and we're not interested in canceling people. We're not interested in kicking people out of the group. 
Now, people from time to time do leave the recovering fundamentalist movement. And we and have some of them, people out of the group. And, and and some of them are public about leaving the movement. Yeah. And you know what? We we love them. And, and it, it, I'm sorry that we've let some of you down. But I remember on an episode, I'm going to find it one of these days, which one? I told you. If you listen long enough, we will let you down. We're going it's to let you two. down. We're not perfect. Yeah, so... So I, I want everybody out there to know that we're not into cancel culture. Now, there could be some reasons why we would say, hey, you don't fit in our network anymore because, you know, it's we, we have some gospel standards to our mm -hmm. network. And if the time ever comes where someone says, hey, we're not on the same page, we don't fall in line with your mission, then they're free to step out. And we still love them. Like yeah. some people may start with us and then decide it's time to go do their own thing. And we would like, applaud that. But, yeah. but we still love them. Some people call themselves recovering fundamentalists at one point and then go and start podcasts and do it. I mean, if that's what you want to do, go start a podcast. We'll, yep. we'll watch you do that. We, you know, we, when you cancel people because they don't agree with what you're saying, that's an echo chamber. That's what we're being yeah. freed from. That's what we're leaving is, you know, and just because you don't agree with somebody doesn't mean you can cancel them. And, uh, Nate, I thank you for having that conversation. And I appreciate Will and Brian being open. I mean, I, I text Will uh, the night that episode was getting ready to air, and I was like, don't do this episode because I was just – I had a feeling in my heart, you know, that we were approaching this from different areas, and <clears throat> obviously they went on and did that. And listen, just because they're part of the RFP network doesn't mean we control their content. I think that's important yeah. to understand is the RFP network – We've got some great podcasts that are on the RFP network. We don't dictate what they say, what they do. Uh, we give them the, here's your, here's your out wheel, a free will to choose uh, what content <laughs> that they want to put on well, their podcast. All of oh, our man, podcasts have a certain degree of autonomy. And, um, yeah. you know, I'll also yeah. say this, you know, <clears throat> you were just saying that at times we disagree with one another and that's going to happen. Hey, anyone watching this live and anyone in the chat, if you don't disagree with yourself constantly, then you are deceived. I've said tons of things, even recently, that I disagree with. I say things constantly. And then, you know, when I'm going through my prayer time and I'm repenting and I'm asking the Holy Spirit to bring things to mind that I need to repent of, you wouldn't believe how often God brings something to my mind. And I'm like, man, how was I so stupid to say that? Like that sounded yeah. so ridiculous, you know, and then, you know, God forgive yeah. me. So I disagree with me more than I disagree with anyone else. And I don't cancel me. Yeah. You know, something else that I got to thinking about this week is a lot of times, especially on Twitter, it seems that Brent, Nate, you just talked about this is that we get caught up on petty things. Like we, we get caught up on just stupid fights. And honestly, that's why I'm glad I've just, muted everybody but i mean this week alone i've talked to two pastors that resigned on sunday from their church um there's real life guys that are really dealing with more than just petty twitter arguments to get clicks on their li and likes these are guys and and gals that are experiencing real hurt um there's families involved with a lot of this stuff and that's why we posted the mission statement again is that we're here to help and encourage 
because there are people that are still going through the hurt of fundamentalist legalism. And uh, we want to be not just a sounding board for them, but we want to be a safe place. When we say safe place, that means a place where folks understand and get where they've been. And we've been there, done that, got the T-shirt. And I love how when somebody says, hey, will you pray for me? Here's my story. There's 500 comments on there of, hey, praying for you. I love every time somebody new joins the RFP fam group page, we're like, hey, welcome these new folks. And everybody's just welcome to the family. And they post all the memes and things because this is what community is all about. And honestly, this is why we can't do away with the group is just because it is community. Um, and, you know, a family's going to have a lot of a lot of crazy people in it. I mean, there'll be some people you'll cry at the funeral, but you won't go on vacation with them. Um, that's kind of like how Come the RFP fam is in certain Hallelujah. ways. And then there's others that you just do away with and you don't have to worry about anymore. Hey, by the so, way, can I? All that being said, can I we clarify love one thing real quick? I saw that Steve. Br- I saw that Please Steve do. Rudnick is in the uh, in the chat. Why'd you well, say his name? I just want to let Steve know something. Steve, you tweeted recently at the three of us, and you said. <laughs> That you know we listen. Steve, I don't mean this rudely, but that was a wrong assumption. I've never listened to a single word you've ever said. Like, I, I've never listened to a single <laughs> sentence you've ever said. And I want to say this to all the podcasters and the three of us included. Don't be deceived by a microphone. Don't believe that because you talk into yeah, a microphone that's big. that the entire world is suddenly Preach. listening. And you have this fame and you have this bigger than life voice the truth is hey guys we're only touching a tiny little fraction of the world population and and we assume that we carry all this power and all this weight and i want to say to all the podcasters a microphone can be incredibly deceptive do not fall into that trap so steve i i don't even mean this as an attack against you like you see my disposition i don't dislike you i don't even know you but, bro, I've never listened to a single thing you've ever said. And, and I want to add this to that, Brian. Uh, I've listened to one episode. And here's the thing. I had a bad attitude while I was listening to it. And honestly, I wasn't hearing them for what they were saying because I like a couple of those guys a lot. And the other guys, I, I like some of the stuff they say. But I listened with a bad attitude because here's the thing. They've come after us so much on our our podcast, and then they think they're going to start one and people aren't going to come after them. But I just made my mind up. If all I was going to listen for was to go after them and I couldn't do it in the right attitude, I just wasn't going to listen. So I I haven't listened to any more than one. And here's the crazy thing. JC, you can make fun of me. Sorry. Me and Steve made up the other day a little bit because – I'm not surprised. I – I private messaged him about something he tweeted and dude, I privately, I blasted him and he explained to me what he meant. And here's the thing. I totally understood him wrong. I I absolutely took what he tweeted wrong. And after he explained it, I was like, dude, I've been seeing you through a filter because I don't like some of the things you've done and I'm mad at you. So I apologized to him and I was like, Hey man, I'm, I'm tired of fighting with you. You do your thing, I'll do my thing, and and we can get along. And so we've reached a decent place. So I don't listen if all I'm listening for is to be negative. And by the way, some other people could take some advice on that. And I just, I'm just deciding that I'm not going to give as, as big of an ear to people that are attacking us because I know for a fact we're helping so many people. And I, I appreciate the opportunity. By the way, to somebody do that. just somebody just and commented have- in the comments. 
Brian Edwards, I don't even know who you are. Hey, welcome to the majority of the world's population. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, we've said this a lot, and this is straight facts. This podcast, literally, this could be the last episode we ever do. Number 88 is the last episode of the RFP. And you know what we're going to get up and do tomorrow? We're going to go to church. We're going to work. We're going to be pastor, youth pastor, youth pastor, and college pastor, because that's who we are. That's our calling. Uh, This podcast is just something that we're inviting people into a conversation that we've been having, and we've just got millions of folks that want to join in on the conversation. We're not anything special because we do this, and uh, we, I think if, my gosh, if you get to that place where you think you are, what's the verse? Pride comes before the fall and a haughty spirit before destruction. And uh, I believe I know Nate and Brian's heart well enough to know that if any one of us get to that place, we're done. Yes, we're calling it quits. We will throw yeah. in the towel and walk yeah. away immediately. So the most important it. ministry I have, we've said it before, is loving my wife, loving my kids. And honestly, I need to do a whole lot better job with that. Amen. And uh, I, I need to do a j- better job of being a pastor. And uh, when it comes to my priorities, this ministry is one of my priorities. Because this, the RFP is a ministry, and I love you guys, and I've had so many private conversations with you and, and email discussions, text message discussions, phone conversations, and I love you guys. But if the day ever comes that this gets in the way of my ministry, my ministry to my family, and my full-time ministry here at the church, I would let this go. And you know what? Yeah. The ministry would go on because there's a thousand people that could sit behind this microphone and do a better job than I have. And here's the thing I want to say. One of my wish lists for 2022, are y'all ready? Here comes a big-time RFP announcement right here. One of my wish lists for 2022 is to interview Jason Riddle, Pastor Jason Riddle. I don't. Have we ever no, had him on to. here before? We need to. We need to interview Jason. He's. I've said before, he's a theological ninja, and that's Aiden and Clayton's dad, and I love that guy. And by the way, Jason... It's been way too long since we've seen each other. We could meet in the middle in just like, I think, two two hours, two and a half hours. So, uh, But it's a personal request from me to you that you come on the podcast next year. I think that would be awesome, man. I think, too, we need to go ahead and hit some hard subjects before the end of this year. Oh, well, I think boy. That's Here we go. That we got coming up. So uh, get ready because coming starting next week, uh, we're going to start a five week episode called, uh, what was that word? Called Taboo Topics. So if you think that we haven't hit on taboo topics already, we just did a month <laughs> of topics on alcohol. And then uh, we had Dr. James White and Dr. Stephen Boyce on. And they said a lot of words that I could have thought were taboo because I didn't understand half the stuff they said. <laughs> um, but, uh, man, those guys were smart, man. They were pontificating on esoteric theory is the point. I have no clue what they were talking about. Brian, you felt dumb at that one, didn't you? You know, i tell you what I felt. I felt greatly challenged that there's a lot I don't know. There it is. <laughs> yeah. That's it. I just never. politically say I've never been that interested in things yeah, that happened were. in the 1500s. Like, you know, what happened on Thursday, June the 4th, 1542 has just never. Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. I was asleep with my eyes open at one point. I'm pretty sure. Um, 
But JC, what so, are those taboo topics going to be? Well, I'm glad you asked because here's where we're going <laughs> on the recovery. I think you need to change podcast. your voice and like, let- make your voice a little more authoritative as you say this. Here's where we're going. Okay. Uh, coming up on the Recovering <laughs> Fundamentalist podcast, of course, this episode, episode number 88, the State of the Union, if you will. This is our podcast episode coming out for this week. And then the 17th and the 24th, uh, we're going to be talking about the subject of homosexuality. And uh, we have uh, some friends that are going to be coming on. It's going to be a two-part series. we got a female and a male. And uh, week number one is a friend of mine by the name of Krista Shockley. And uh, Krista was LBGTQ, trans, non-binary for 13 years, uh, living in New York City, had a radical encounter with Jesus on the subway after visiting a church. And, man, I can't wait for you to hear her story. Uh, We had her here in Statesboro last Wednesday at our college night service, and uh, she brought it, told her story, and it was powerful, and uh, I'm excited for y'all to hear her story. And then the second week, we can't let you know exactly who it is just yet, but we'll just say this, you know who his father-in-law is. That was nice. There it is. That that, that I didn't even know we had me. that I'm not feature. Gonna lie. I was not expecting that. <laughs> I didn't either. I was so confused. I was like, what is happening? So that's coming up uh, on the 17th and the 24th. And then December 1st, uh, we're going to be talking about suicide. Uh, we're going to be talking about yep, wrong time wrong for time. a Trump beat You right got there. carried away. Um, we're going to <laughs> be talking about suicide, uh, burnout. Uh, my pastor, Brandon Williams, is going to be coming on and talking with us. He faced this point in his life a few years back. Uh, he wrote a book by the name of A Greater Story, and uh, I'm excited for y'all to hear his story. Uh, I love Brandon Williams. Uh, he is a great pastor. We've been here a year now, and uh, this is one of the most humble men. Uh, he's a great friend, and I'm excited for y'all to hear Brandon Williams' story. So we're talking about homosexuality, suicide, and burnout. And then we're going to take it to another level, and uh, we're going to be talking about porn. (laughs) You and these sound effects, man, I'm not sure where this is coming from. Uh, We got Billy Mills is going to be coming on the podcast with us. Uh, He's going to be talking about porn, uh, addiction, uh, how that is leading to um, pastors getting out of the ministry, marriages ending in divorce, the statistics that will absolutely br- blow your mind. Um, he's going to be talking about lust and porn, um, and uh, that's going to be on December the 1st. On December the 8th, uh, we're going to be talking about, um, what do we want to call this one, Nate? I forgot what we said we were going to call this one. Fallen pastors. Fallen pastors. Uh, pastors that have people that are in ministry that have messed up adultery, uh, you know, those that have had sexual relationships. Uh, we got a young man that's going to be coming on uh, that's going to share his story. And I'm excited for you to hear his story and how God is a God of second chances and uh, how he uh, has redeemed his story, his relationship with his wife. And uh, man, you're going to want to be here for that. Nate, you want to tell us about the last week as we wrap up taboo topics? Yes, I'm so excited to announce that Jen Wilkin is going to be coming on with us, and that's Jen Wilkin of the Village Church. Matt Chandler. And uh, she's going to be coming on with us to talk about complementarianism, men's and women's roles 
mm. in ministry. So that should be just a little bit controversial. Wow, that's a mm. big subject. And maybe a guest appearance by Joyce Myers. Um, just kidding, that's Paula White. Uh, no. Just kidding, what are we talking about? <laughs> oh, man. And then that will take us into Christmas, and uh, who knows? We may have a, a sing-along. I don't know what we're going to do, but uh, we're coming in. February 2nd is going to be a podcast episode that you're going to want to tune into. That is our 100th episode, and uh, we are in the works now to make that one one of our biggest episodes yet. And, uh, man, we're going to look back over the last 100 episodes. Guys, did you ever imagine when we started talking in a microphone in that studio where we recorded for nine hours on that first day to release the first three or four episodes of all the people that God would allow us the opportunity to talk no. to and the conversations that we've had, the enemies that we've made, the friends that we've made, the frenemies, um, I mean, all of the the conversations, the hurt, the pain, the the things that we've learned about ourselves that are true, that aren't true, like... This has been an incredible ride, and uh, I'm excited on February 2nd to look back at episode 100 and just see all of them, plus a few extras in there, and uh, I'm excited about episode yeah, 100, Yeah, it's a big guys. deal. I don't think any of us thought that we would you know, be at this point where like a, a million and a half people no. already listened to the RFP. I mean, it's just insane to think about that guys i don't even i don't even have a way of comprehending that you know it's, it's kind of like when people say you know what would i do if i had bill gates money well i don't even have a reference point i don't have even a comprehension or a reference point to understand that many people having listened to the rfp but man it's it's just mind-blowing yeah praise god Thankful. absolutely that's it well, boys, I think that's it. I want to that's say all... thank you to all the people in the chat group. I've enjoyed following along, and if I got distracted, yeah, I've, I've been distracted throughout the whole time. this. It's because <laughs> I've been trying to keep up with that. That's where the real party is happening, and man, it just reminds me of how much of a community we have. And there was a lot of response to Jen Wilkin being announced, and yeah. uh, I, I think there's a lot of exciting things coming up, man. I'm. I'm happy that uh, God's put us in this role, and I'm, I'm yeah. thankful for all the people he's sent in yeah. our path. I love Sarah Williams' comment on here. She said, I appreciate y'all not controlling everyone in the network. Most of us left Colts and would rather not jump into yep. a new one. And that, that yeah. really Amen. stands out. Hey, and by Thank the way, that. I need um, to clarify we, one thing just for people who get torn up. I believe Steve's a brother. I believe I'll see him in heaven, and I hope he believes he'll see me in heaven. I wasn't making a personal attack against him earlier. So for anybody who gets torn up, yeah. Steve and I will spend eternity in heaven together, and he'll realize that he shouldn't have been an independent Baptist. I mean, it'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> Write it down, guys. It. Write this Write date down. down. Brian, Brian Edwards went a little bit soft. Uh, don't forget this date. <laughs> he's got a rough exterior, but he's a big old teddy bear <laughs> on the inside. That's it. I can't wait to have sushi with Cody and Steve <laughs> and Sluter and Nathan. <laughs> Oh, what a day that will be. 
All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast. We're thankful for all of you. We want to thank our patrons of Patreon. Uh, You help keep the lights on, if you will. Uh, We have an overhead every month, and uh, you help keep us going with our website, with the RFP Network site, um, with being able to do this. And so we want to thank you for uh, just being a patron of Patreon. I see some of them in the chat tonight, and uh, you guys are the real MVPs. And uh, we thank you so much for all that you're doing to help out the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast. We also want to thank our sponsors, Free Life Soap and Loot Box Creative. You can check them out today by going to recoveringfundamentalist.org. Click on the promo tabs. Use your promo code for Free Life Soap RFP and get 20% off of your order when you do that. Guys, it's been a great week. Thanks for being here with us, and we'll see you next week. Be sweet. Thanks for listening to the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast. Be sure to stop by our social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Give us a follow. Also, go to our website, recoveringfundamentalist.org. That's recoveringfundamentalist.org. There you can find Recovering Fundamentalist swag. You can get your t-shirts and hats. You can join our ex-fundy community. See where we're going to be having some meetups. It's the recoveringfundamentalist.org. Be sure to join us next time for the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast.